Thank you for tuning into the Whole Black Woman podcast. In our guest chair today, we have Mrs. Arbriella McCray, who discusses with us the importance of remaining true to our authentic selves, even when our insecurities show on the outside. So sit back, relax, and tune into episode four. Thank you for tuning into the Whole Black Woman podcast. This is Natalia, your podcast host. And today in our guest chair, we have a dynamic wife, minister, and creator, Miss Arbiella McCray. Hi, Arbiella. Hi, Natalia. Thank you for having me on your show today. We are so happy to have you here with us. Um, before we get started, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So as she stated, my name is Ariella McCray, just recently married to my wonderful husband, Terrence McCray, minister, also a creator. Um, I've been a minister now for about three, three or four years, and I've been creating all of my life. And so um, I have now learned how to take everything that I have learned and everything that I love and everything that I have mastered and create income. That's great. And that's great. Now, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your income and what it is that you've actually created? Yes. So I am a creator. So I create YouTube and then also I'm also an influence on Instagram. And I think the greatest thing about um, what I do is that I feel like, you know, God has really had his hand in my life when it came to influence. If you look at my numbers, I tell this to everybody. If you look at my numbers, um, the positions that I have been put in, you know, I shouldn't be here. But because I have favor on my life, I have been granted, you know, great opportunities. I just um, landed a deal with Zulos, which is a, a glasses company. And it's a huge glasses company. And they work with tons of influence um influencers and even with my low numbers I was able to land that deal also working with a eyelash company where um I basically show off their eyelashes they give me a 10% um discount code and so earning money just by doing what I love and by creating content that will be a positive impact to those who follow me and love what I do that's great. Now, let me ask you, had there been some self-defeating thoughts and behaviors that possibly could have stopped you or that has stopped you from living out the life in its most, most authentic form? Yes, for sure. So I have a nonprofit organization called Singleness and Style. Mm-hmm. And basically, we just, we talk about Christ, we talk about inner self, and we talk about sisterhood. And um, growing up, I didn't have those things because um, I was in a dark place. I was molested by the father and it just took it just took me to a dark place and allowed to form a barrier to keep me from being hurt so even though I was physically here mentally spiritually emotionally I was somewhere else and so I allowed those barriers to stop me from going forth in my purpose and everything that God has called me to do I'm 28 now but I just literally started work on walking in my purpose um, when I was 25 at 23, I got saved, but it still, it was, still was a journey. You know, I had bondage. I had, you know, baggage that literally needed to be broken off. And so I wasn't able to fully dominate my purpose because I was still holding on to baggage, but also dealing with the spiritual thing. I also had natural things that were also holding me down as well. And so I had at a very um, early age, I was diagnosed with um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. And then I also was um, diagnosed with um, psoriasis. And so um, I had a skin disease and then also I had 
big cysts sitting on my ovaries, which I still do now, um, but now they're maintained as well as my psoriasis. But it was definitely a struggle because um, women, you know, it, it, necessarily, it wasn't necessarily, you know, um, the people that I was around that I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. I was more so afraid of the world and their comments and, you know, uh-huh their opinion about who I am and what I'm not and so when people see something that goes against what society sees as beautiful um especially with my psoriasis my um, basically psoriasis is when your skin triples um even quadruples the amount of time that it grows so a normal person um skin can skin cells can grow um probably once every month or every two months where mine it grows literally four or five times within a day and so I have skin peeling off um, my body you know redness itch and you can act it's visible you can see it it's all over my body I have um severe psoriasis so I have the worst case it's actually a hundred percent all over my body my doctor even say like this is one of the worst cases that he ever saw and so just dealing with that struggle, you know, I was afraid to, it's, even when it came to my fashion, I was afraid to experiment. I was afraid to be myself. I used to cover up all the time, wear hats, you know, doing different things so I can disguise, you know, my flaws. And I have learned, you know, that it's not time for, it, it wasn't, it's not time for me to hide who I am when God is trying to, you know, do so much in my life. And I'm, I'm defeating the purpose of being authentic. I'm defeating the purpose of being saved. If I'm just going to take everything that God has done in my life because of my insecurities and hold it in because of the, the barriers. So even with being saved, I still was holding on to barriers that needed to be broken. Wow. That's powerful. Um, I have a question to follow up to that with you being more transparent and being open about the things that you were dealing with, the things you may have been struggling with, do you feel like that has impacted basically how you do your businesses and oh, your brand? For sure. Yeah, for sure. And so um, I tell everybody, anybody who I ever work with, I let them know I have this disease. I have this issue. Sometimes I'm not feeling my best because it does, you know, it takes over your body sometimes. And so I do let people know um, that this is a thing that I'm even I'm so transparent on my YouTube. Like I even show sometimes where, you know, I may be I may have the psoriasis or I even share times that I'm really tired and why I'm breathing so hard and just just being open and transparent. And so I use my flaws and my defects to basically open up a, a, a safe a safe place where multiple people who have this issue or something similar they can benefit from it so even though it's fashion I'm going to show you how you can be fashion but also still embrace your um your struggles I'm going to show you how to love Christ I'm going to show you how to love your sisters I'm going to show you how to love yourself even in the midst of your struggles you know and so I'm show you how to be creative in anything even when I minister I'm going to show you how to love yourself because you are worthy to be loved you know and so I hear all the time people always say you know we're not we're we're not worthy we're not but you are you are worthy and the reason why you are worthy is because Jesus saw fit God saw fit for his son to die on the cross for our sins so for that fact you are worthy Yes, and I definitely agree. I had recently um, made a post about that is that we often tell our t- tell ourselves that we're not worthy. Mm, yeah, just because God thought enough to create us yes. makes us 
So that I definitely agree with. Now, I know that there are several different faucets of, you know, maybe your self-defeating behaviors, but what is one of the biggest hurdles that you currently deal deal with in regards to fear? Oh my goodness. I would definitely have to say uh, my psoriasis. That is the biggest fear of them all. The other day, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, it's funny that I'm sharing this story. Um, Even around my house, I wear a um, long sleeve or, you know, I'm, I'm covering up my skin. And so the other day I said, you know what? I'm going to take off. I'm not going to wear anything long sleeve. I'm going to wear something short sleeve. I'm in the comfort of my home. But at the time, I had family members over here. And so my little cousin, he said to me, he said, Abriella, what is that on your skin? And so I immediately tensed up. But then I just heard like this smoothing voice just say, answer him, you know, tell her what it is so he can be knowledgeable. And so I said, it's psoriasis. And then he says to me, he got quiet. And then he said, what is psoriasis? And I said, it's a skin disease. And then he got quiet again. And then he said, well, is it curable? And I said, yes, it's curable. <laughs> and then he got quiet. And then he said, well, can you die from it? I said, no, I can't die from it. And he said, okay, good. And that right there was, I think that's everybody's reaction when they see someone with a defect. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily them. They're not looking at you because you know, um, of course you look different, but they're not looking at you to probably like downplay you or to talk about you. And having that type of disease, you always, that's the first thing you go to. People looking at me to judge me. You know, people are looking at me because I look different and they're going to talk about me and take pictures and post it. And even though we have some people who do do that, but there are some people that honestly just want to know what's going on and are you okay and so my fear is basically just being truly transparent and people seeing my flaws and judging it and I think uh yesterday it was actually yesterday this happened so I think yesterday that was part of a fear that I conquered because um I was afraid to do it but just to him him hear him just be so empathetic to my situation and he was just so curious and just making sure that it wasn't something that was going to lead me to my deathbed really helped me with my fear you know what I'm glad you shared that because I recently had a well it's been a couple of months now but something happened to me it was similar Mm -hmm. but some I had I have lost a good amount of weight and I'm still thick you know thick girl whatever um but I had lost a good amount of weight so obviously I have loose skin and so somebody took a picture, you know, we were out and somebody took a picture and they posted it. And there were some people who made comments about my loose skin. Wow. And like if I would have been a hundred pounds heavier, y'all would have had a comment. Right. And me being a hundred pounds lower, you're still commenting. Right. And I think that it showed me that regardless, that's why you have to live in who you are because exactly. no matter what, people are going to make the comments. Mm-hmm. And so you just, of course, have to, you know, keep doing what God has told you to do and just keep your eye on God and not worry about what man is saying. Because exactly. They and everything, even in the most perfect people that we see. Yeah, they have somebody, somebody fine. <laughs> they have flaws. And I, you know, truthfully, I have learned that because I have had this conversation with some of the most beautiful people on the outside. I mean, you would never think that they have issues or they're dealing with something. And though their issue may not be a physical, you know, aspect, but they're dealing with things that are spiritual. That's a, that is a disability. They're dealing with things that are mental. That's a disability. And so I look at everybody now, we all have issues. It's just that mine is displayed. And so right. you can judge me for it and not get to know me, or, you know, for the things that you know that are displayed and the things that I'm go- that I have going on, but if you really look at yourself 
and really figure out or understand that you're also going through something too, you won't be in a place to judge me. And so it, it really bothers me when I see things like that. Even when I'm, especially when it comes to women, oh my God, I get so fierce and frustrated because we are women and we're tearing each other, each other down because we don't amount to the beauty expectations that the world have. And it's just, it really bothers me because there's something within all of us that we're self-conscious about. And so how dare you use that to bring your sister down when we are supposed to uplift each other, especially in this society where people are just, they love to tear down black women, whether it come, it's our hair, you know, our skin tone, you know, our feet, our nails, the clothes that we have on our weight, you know, and it, 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 it's so irritating. So I hope it's a change in that. Um, and that's my goal to to make that a change. And I can definitely tell that you are doing an awesome job of that. Now, let me ask you, we know the phrase of being a strong black woman. Yeah. And kind of tells us how, or we, I won't even say, it's kind of like the unsaid rule of how we are supposed to deal with things. Do you believe that the phrase of a strong Black woman has helped or hurt Black women and how we deal with our own insecurities? Oh, it has definitely hindered. It hinders. I'll give you a little uh, story. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my mom is a single mom. She's a single mom of three. All of her children are grown and of age now. Um, her youngest, her oldest is 31 to 32 and her youngest, which is me, um, is 28. And so I have never seen my mom take a sick day. I have mm-hmm. never seen her say, you know, I need time. I need, you know, some space to myself. I need to really get myself together. I have never seen her do that when we were growing up. Now she does it, of course. But when we were growing up, she never did it. And it hindered her in a way, and I and my mom doesn't mind me saying this, but it hindered her in a way of being a mother. Mm-hmm. And she, my mom was a great mother, but because she had so much baggage and holding on to so much stuff, it hindered her. But because it's been taught, and my grandmother is a single black woman who had eight kids, so is my aunt. Both of my aunts also are single black women with kids with no father in the picture. And so it trickled down to say, you have to take care of your house. You're a strong black woman. It's been taught, you know, this tradition that we have to be strong and we have to be, you know, um, in a place where we can be able to take care of our family because nobody else can do it. And so it it hinders us to heal. And the reason why I say that is because you never have a moment to do self-care. You never have a moment to check yourself. You have to keep going and going and going and going. And you never really stop to heal your body. You never really stop to figure out what's going on in your life that you just need some, you you know, you just keep going and going. And so I realized this was an issue because it came to me and I realized it was an issue. And so my husband is a gentleman. I mean, he opens doors. He take out garbage. I mean, he does everything that you would hear a man is supposed to do. I mean, pays the bill. He never asks me for money. I mean, he is just an awesome, ultimate gentleman. But I wasn't taught that. I wasn't mm-hmm. taught that way. You know, I was I wasn't taught that, you know, a man is going to pay. You know, I, I was taught to always have my own money and I was taught to, you know, to always depend on myself. I was taught that I shouldn't lean on anyone else but me. Mm-hmm. And so it hindered my marriage um, at first because it was it, not even my marriage. 
per se. I would say when we were dating, it hindered that part because here go this strong black woman. I can do it myself. I used to ask my husband to do something. If he didn't do it right away, I get up and I go do it because why I'm not going to wait on you because I was taught that I wait on no one and I do it myself. And so I had to learn that that wasn't my place you know let a man be a man and let a woman be a woman and not necessarily say me taking out the garbage is you know is is a man's job because women do it too but I had someone here to do Mm -hmm. it and who didn't mind doing it and so I had to really just be retaught in um in the ways of my husband and him being a gentleman and um even when it came to just the issues that I had that I were going that I was going through I was sick for a while with having my PCOS with PCOS you, for those who do know it's you can go months with bleeding and so at that time of this and this was recent I had an issue I was bleeding for months they couldn't figure out how to stop it I was on pills everything and I was weak you know um I couldn't do much and I just kept going I would get up and act like everything is okay but really my body is telling me to lay down and take a break but because I don't want anyone to know that I'm struggling because I'm this strong black woman and you're not going to know that I'm weak and that you can tear me down and hinder me in any type of way I'm going to keep going forth and I learned that I it was it was more so an ego issue it was more so a pride issue that had to be broken with inside of me and so the Lord began just to deal with me he said it's okay to be weak in me Mm, that's powerful it's okay to be weak in me because in me when you're weak I'm going to make you strong Yes, yes. It's not it's not my strength and I was trying to do this on my strength or what what I've been taught tradition because it trickled down from my grandmother to my aunts to my mother and now to me. And the tradition literally had to be broken. And so when I came into Christ, I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. all of this all I had to be retaught because the the stigma of being a strong black woman if, if it is one, I'm, it's not going to be, I'm a strong black woman and I keep everything to myself and I don't know how to heal and I don't know how to let things go and I'm going to take care of my, no, that's not, a, to me, that's not going to be a strong black woman for me. A strong black woman for me is a woman who, you know, who, who carries herself well, who takes control of her environment in such a way that it's a positive environment, that when she walks in the room, everyone stands, a t- stands at attention because they realize a queen has walked into the room. That, to me now, is a strong black woman. Not a strong black woman who's not healed. Not a, a not a strong black woman who's dealing with insecurities and not being, you know, not being authentic. To me, that's not a strong black woman. To me, that's someone that's hiding behind the stigma of a strong black woman who needs to search their inner self and figure out what needs to be done so they can be healed. That is so true. I know I had, um, well, a couple of years ago, I quit my job. But anyways, and I always tell the story about, it's on um, episode one about my story about quitting my job. Mm. But when I quit my job, there were some things that happened. And one of the issues, not issues, but one of the situations that happened was my car ended up getting repossessed. And so I remember around that time, I was telling a lot of people and my dad was like, stop telling people that. And I'm like, no, like people need to see real life. Like exactly. I'd never be the person that presents life as it's something y'all wondering where my car is anyway exactly. you know but it's like I why should I not let people know and I end up getting my car back but it was just the fact that it was like we've kind of been conditioned especially within mm-hmm. some cultures to pretend like everything's okay and it's like no it I'm not 
connect with me in their most authentic way because that's the friends and that's the people that I I am connected to and drawn to are people who can be authentic but I can also be authentic with them and again like we were saying about you know physical conditions or whatever I want to make sure that people know the real and then they're willing to accept me for what exactly right no facade right you're getting what you see is what you get yes (laughs) all of it okay yes (laughs) all right so let me ask you currently how do you choose to measure your success and know that you're making progress over your insecurities Wow, that is a really good question. You know what? I measure my success um, through the people that I have impact. I find it amazing. I When I posted my first video on Facebook, well, it wasn't my first first video. I mean, not Facebook, on YouTube. It was, I hadn't posted for a while. And then finally, I did a relaunch and I posted. And when I posted that video and I came out with, I was sick and I had, you know, psoriasis and stuff like that. I had so many people inbox me and I thought it was funny. No one wrote on the comment section. And if you go back Mm -hmm. to the video, you won't see anybody. I think probably one or two people, but they were talking about something else. And then I Mm -hmm. had people also text me and one, uh, never forget my little brother. And um, I know him from church and I just grown to love him. And he's became my little brother. He said, he texted me. He said, man, I didn't even know all this was going on. Mm. He was like, we talk and I did not even know I see you. And I didn't even know you had all of this going on because we as women are great. pretend. We know how to pretend. We know how to hide. And yes. so um, he just started wow you know this is a, this inspired and this was a this is a man um, a, a man he's 20 he's 20 now and wait oh my goodness you know and then I had checked my my dms and I just saw people saying oh my god I'm going through the, I had one girl I'm going through the same thing she was like it's all down my back it's in my hair I don't know what to do I'm mm-hmm. uh, my self-confidence is low and I was like oh my god I'm onto something because there's people out there that's tired of seeing stuff that's photoshopped stuff right. that look perfect they really want to know what's going on so they can be transparent yes. and so that's how I measure myself even with my organization singleness and style um just the women that have and I had another young lady who I have also have a book you guys so I didn't mention that but I do have a book it's called it's also called singleness and style and um she purchased the book and she inboxed me and she was like hey I found your book um off of Amazon and then I looked up your name on on Instagram and she was like man this book is so in, um, impactful it really has helped me through my singleness and understanding that I need to find my purpose before wearing it like I was like oh my god and so that is how I measure my success and then also just by being with my husband it's also a, a measure of success to me too because no one in my family is married my mom got married at a young age but she got divorced and nobody else has been married and so that was a generational curse that needed to be broken and I knew that I was going to be the first one to break it and so Mm -hmm. when I look at my husband and when I look at my marriage and I look at you know what we have created and what we built and him even being um, an assistant pastor I alongside of him is a minister and just the people that we have impacted together you know and I think that's the most important part for me not the not the income you know not my name being great or anything like that but just impacting people in the way that God has um, told me that I will within my purpose you know I want to add to that how has your spiritual journey played the part of helping you transition 
to overcoming your insecurity? Mm, oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I would have to say, um, I was at a point. So when, and I'm saying I have to piggyback on this because this is something new for me. And so before I got married, I just knew who I was. My psoriasis didn't get like horrible until I got married. That this mm. is the worst that I have ever seen my psoriasis. I, I had it here and there, but never this bad. And so I was able to be myself, you know, dress how I want to. Um, and then my weight picked up and then my psoriasis and then also my PCOS. So it was like a, a triple effect that happened all when I got married. And so wow. before I got married, you know, I was myself. I was bubbly. I was out there. I was, a you know, a go-getter, you know, love to be around people. And then a, a transition happened. Um, that's when I got sick and the psoriasis just started coming out of nowhere. And my the PCOS just got crazy. And I found myself in the shell. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had I always had that shell. It was always there, but I didn't um, allow myself to be overtaken by it when mm-hmm. I wasn't when I wasn't married. And I, I don't it's a shift that happens when you get married. And I can't explain it, but other married women that I talk to, they say the same thing. It's like something happens. And mm-hmm. so it was I was dealing with a transition in itself, you know, moving from one church to the next, living with a man that I never lived with before, learning about him, but I'm also having my own struggles. And on top of that, I'm also in school full time. And so what happened was that I lost sight of of who I was and my purpose and so I I wasn't praying as much I wasn't seeking God as much as I as much as I used to I'm a writer I wasn't writing um unto God I stopped dreaming and Mm -hmm. so I feel like my um even though I knew who God was in my life my that spiritual gate of me God speaking to me literally just closed and so I felt alone I felt by myself and so one day One day I said, God, I cannot do this any longer. I, I feel like I'm boxed in. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have let my sickness and though and, and the things that have hindered me just really keep me in this place that I don't want to be in. And I heard the Lord so clearly. And this is why I started everything. He said, speak up. Ooh. So clear. And he even gave me a message and I was able to preach it um on one say um, on one Sunday with Joseph in his dream, um the dreams that he was having. And a lot of people always say that Joseph should have kept his mouth closed. But if he would have kept his mouth closed, he wouldn't have been in the position that he was in to help his family. And so it was his brothers who sent him into cat- captivity. If he would have kept his mouth closed, he would have never got to that place. And so God was trying to tell me, I need to open my mouth. And even if I have to go through captivity, even if I have to go through the heartaches and the pain and the struggles, one day I'm going to get to that place where I can help my family. And I don't see my family as just those that um, are of my blood. I'm talking about my family that's outside of, of my lineage. You know, I'm talking about women that I, I, would, I would have never come in contact with if I didn't open up my mouth. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so um I that's how I had to open up my mouth he gave me scripture to back it up he gave gave me Joseph and and showed me um even I think Joseph when he got that dream he was in his early teens he didn't mm-hmm. become over the the um the ruler over the nation until he was like 40 I think 45 or 46 I believe and so it took him time from his teens all the way up into his adulthood he had to go through captivity he was in jail. He got out of jail, went back to jail. He was, you know, beside um, Pharaoh and he had to go, you know, so it was a lot that happened in his life and it did not happen until he spoke up. 
And I realized that my spiritual walk of me walking in my purpose was only Mm -hmm. going to happen if I spoke up. That's so, oh my gosh, that is so powerful. I know God was dealing with me on that as well is because as he was telling me to do certain things, I was like, like me, you sure? And, you know, he's, you know, relayed to me about um, Paul and was like, think about how Paul had to feel when I called him Mm. killing Christians and, you know, what. Like, how did he feel? Imagine that and put yourself there. Right. still called him, you know? And so that's something I've had to deal with too. So I definitely understand. Now, currently, what are some of your common practices that you do to keep yourself disciplined and away from um, self-defeating behavior? So do you do therapy, daily affirmations? I, okay, so I read the word. Okay. And I talk with my husband and then also, which has really been a help, I created a sisterhood amongst women that literally they're my therapy and I think this is so important because I didn't have that before Mm -hmm. I was hurt by women so I closed myself up from having friendships and I realized a part of me speaking up and talking that I had to get over that barrier of being hurt you know how can I speak to women and I'm still, and, and I'm telling these women, create a sisterhood. I'm telling these women, search your inner self. I'm telling these women, trust God, you know, trust God, trust God, you know, create this circle. And I'm not doing it myself. That right. now that is a, a true hypocrite. And so I had to, I had, I started creating um, this sisterhood that I have and it's been great. And one of my friends, we try to talk every Friday. She's also married, but it doesn't happen every Friday, but we, um, we try to talk every Friday and it's been great. And I have opened myself up to new friendships and I've been loving it. So that is literally my therapy. But most importantly, the Bible, I read the Bible, I read the word and um, I get it into my system, into my soul. And I begin to speak it over my life. Um, one of my favorite scriptures. Well, I have a one of my favorite scriptures and also chapters is Romans 12. And then my favorite scripture is Matthew six thirty three, And seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so that's a daily reminder unto myself if I continue to keep seeking his kingdom and his righteousness those things that are needed in my life he will add them he would do the increase and not myself that's great now I want to ask I feel led to ask this question just for our listeners me and my friend we were talking about how sometimes you know even still to this day we grew up in the church and everything sometimes the bible can be overwhelming so what ways do you attack the bible when you study like do you just you know do what they say baby Christians do just open it and say hey this is where I'm supposed to be or how do you study (laughs) No, so I study according to what I am in need of at that moment. And so recently, which Romans 12 have is becoming became my favorite chapter, because at the time I was going through something that that was really hard for me. The transition, the transition from my church to my husband's church and just, you know, just the whole the church, my church that I was attending is totally different from his church and just um, dealing with people and just a whole bunch of stuff. And so I was like, Lord, I need something to help me to get me through this, because I at this point, I, I, I really can't, you know, I want to throw in the towel. And so I just started Googling, you know, help me through transition. And Romans 12 popped up, um, and it was actually a sermon by, it was a sermon by T.D. Jakes. 
I looked up Romans um 12 and I and I got into my spirit and I was like, oh, it's gonna help me. Even when people do, you know, are evil towards you, you still operate in good, you know. Even when you know God gives you your measure of what you're supposed to do in the kingdom, understand that they also have a measure too, and that they have to meet. And it's not your concern as long as you, you know, you're still sending out love and you're still being in a place that is not a hateful place. And so that's what I got from Romans 12. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. And so I always go according to how I'm feeling and what I need to feed my soul. Like um, recently, I've been reading um, over Psalms 91 because I want to know that that God is with me. You know, sometimes we keep going and God, are you here? Am I doing the right thing? Is this Is this what you're telling me to do? And so Psalms 91, you know, just let me know that as long as I'm in Christ, he's in me. And so um, I go according to what I need at that moment. And then also, but I, ha- I do have to say, because I am a minister of the gospel. And so sometimes when I am studying, I'm studying according to what God wants me to relate to his people. So I separate the two, though. I don't I'll, I don't let that really interfere because sometimes what God is telling me to speak to the people is not in the mindset that I have at that moment. So it all, it it all depends. You've done a lot of overcoming um, from your childhood to now and basically how all of those parts have infused basically the motivation for you to overcome your insecurities. However, to the woman right now who's listening and she has some insecurities that she's dealing with right now, give me one to two pieces of advice that you want to share with her. I would first say that you first need to check your inner self. Um, I think it's so important that when we're dealing with struggles and insecurities, sometimes we hide them. Sometimes we ignore them as if they're not there. But you first have to recognize that there is an issue, but identify it as well. So don't just like within yourself. Oh, I know I have an issue with my mouth. No, I like speak it. I know I have an issue with my mouth. I know I need healing. And so I would say recognize, identify, and then get healed. And it's important because different ways that many people get healed. But the only way I know how to be healed is to be real with yourself, lay it out on the table, pray, seek God, and give it to him. And then also use You have that mindset that even though this is something that you're going through, even though this is something that, you know, it takes a while to get over, never give up, keep going forth, you know, keep striving to get healed from that very thing. And so maybe, like I said, maybe there's something that you're dealing with with your mouth, you know, maybe you talk a little bit too much, you know, exercise, not talking as much when you know that you're getting ready to say something that maybe is going to hurt somebody's feelings, catch yourself, you know. Or maybe use a, a different way that you can say whatever you need to say without, you know, being hurtful. And so I the, I would say I recognize, identify, and get here. I feel led to add to that is that I know, um, you know, once you see God, sometimes we are so, we've been conditioned to handle things so traditional. Mm. And from what we've been raised to see how, you know, our parents dealt with things, our, the people around us, whoever, our community but sometimes God will lead you and tell you to handle it totally different what's outside of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah, for sure. And people, we, especially as women, we need to be open to what God tells us, even when it's uncomfortable yeah, for us. For sure. For instance, 
tell your story. Okay. And that may, you know, it's therapeutic for some, but that's how he's telling because he knows all he knows what's going to work best for you to become free of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Yes, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that. Even when it comes to, like you said, doing something that's out of the norm. A lot of times when something God tells us to do something that we normally don't do, we shut down. And mm-hmm. at that point, it's not it's not time to shut down. It's the time. It's actually the time to to be active in whatever it is that God is calling you to do at that time to be healed. Yes. No, I agree. All right, Miss Arbiella, I want to ask for any of our listeners who would like to get in contact with you. They want to hear about singleness and style. Can you let us know which ways they can get in contact with you? Yes. So I am on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Abriella McCray. It's spelled A-R-B as in boy, E-I-L-L-A, last name McCray, M-C-C-R-A-Y. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And so you guys can follow me there, find me there as well, and also contact me there as well. Yes, and I will definitely make sure to put that information down into the show notes as well as the link to Arbiella's book on Amazon. And so I just want to, again, thank you so much, Arbiella, for joining us today. I am grateful for the wisdom that you've imparted on us today and I appreciate you so so much thank you thank you for having me um I'm glad to be on your show it was definitely a pleasure and I just pray that somebody received something that we said on today so they can um start walking in their purpose intentionally and authentically again I just want to thank Mrs. Arbriella McCray for joining us in the guest seat on the whole black woman podcast if you have not already i ask you to please subscribe to the podcast so you can be made aware of future episodes that is released every tuesday as well as do not forget to follow us on social media on facebook and instagram at the whole black woman lastly if there's anything that you want to discuss please feel free to email the whole black woman podcast at info at nataliamcneil.com. That info will be down in the show notes. So once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.